five o'clock in pirate country, and it's time to get pumped up with the P-Man. and hit the road. 94.3 The Game is going to get you home and the P-Man's not holding back. Yes! Yes! Pirates win! Pirates win! Bring on the Patrick Johnson Show on 94.3 The Game. Holy mackerel! Oh my goodness! The flagship station of the ECU Pirates. The official theme music been of uh, T.J. Long. This is his. Get a walk-up song. This would be it. <laughs> okay, explain how how so. How he come? just likes it. He likes it. And uh, T.J.'s a little bit of a wild man. So no, right, I, yeah. just, he likes it. T.J.'s recovering from some surgery, so a little shout out for him today. I hope we'll get him on during basketball season. Oh, T.J.'s great. He's the man. Uh, Mama Jay going a little through a little surgery tomorrow too in the morning. So get well Send soon, prayers everybody. Up. Yeah, prayers yeah. up. Yeah, I'm doing a sky point right now. Well, don't do that. Well, that they're means... not. Well, yeah, they haven't passed yet. Let me not do that. That's Jeez Louise, Ben. I thought oh a my... sky. For a second, I thought a sky point was just like no, a no. Of no, like... please don't. Please don't. Listen, I don't even know why I say anything in front of you. You know what we ought to do. Uh, I ought to get on the phone and berate you now is what I should do because these people who were doing that are correct. The people always on the anonymous text line. I'm with them now. Oh, are they are they ready to just jump at me right now? Just jump <laughs> all over should. me. They should. That kid's an idiot. I think no. uh, Ben Byron producing the show today. Hey, Ben. Oh, there you go, TJ. You. Yeah, there you go. Look at you. little uh, get well soon, TJ. So uh, we've got a lot of audio, including uh, some additional player audio, which uh, is actually some good stuff. Imagine that. Yeah, who would have thought? I was told all week uh, or all weekend that it was it was garbage, and I took a look for it myself. And I'm like, hey, these players are pretty entertaining. The uh, account for Justine Butts at Justine Butts on Twitter, the real Pirate Twenty Three. Uh, apparently, they are. Uh, the Butts family owns the truck company, the ELS Trucking, based out of Kenley. And uh, they follow us, and uh, that's very kind of them on, on 94.3 The Game's Twitter. And then uh, they they tagged us in uh, a deal where they, they've got the truck headed out to uh, Provo, Utah. And they've gone over 1,000 miles already. It's like a 1,300-mile journey. So uh, John Fisher and Brandon Folks are the guys driving out there, and we're going to call them in a little bit. And, Give the people a uh, an update on what's going on, right? I think they were less than 2,000 miles. Um, no, no, I'm sorry. They were, uh, yeah, they were about 1,000 miles at the last update in to this journey. So, yeah, 991 miles at last check of a 1,249-mile uh, journey to Provo, Utah. You know, the truck's got to get out there with all the equipment on it, Ben, right? Absolutely. So we're I good. mean, Utah's a long way, too. Yes, it is, Ben. And so we're going to check in with those guys. See how the open road is tw- uh, treating them. 
So that's coming up. See, I didn't know any um, better. I was like, you know, I'm like, I'm praying for them. I was about to sky point for them too. But no, I mean, don't yeah. sky point for the guys on the truck. Jeez, God, what is just, wrong with you? Yeah, I just need to stop sky Honestly, point. what I is wrong it was a with good you? Gesture, and then I realized, oh no, no. <sighs> just stay, stay, just, just don't. All right, don't. What do you want me to do? Point at the ground? How about a little? No, don't do that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, there, I can't win here. Just you know, throw your your prayers, your good vibes, whatever you're inclined to do. That's all. But don't be pointing. Don't gesture. How about that? No gestures. I think that's a good. I'll way sit to on go, my hands right? right now. Now, was the Houston stuff we got to yesterday? What was that from? Because I'm very confused now that I've got this brand new, well done list. Yeah, I uh, I was confused too until I listened back and realized it was a combination of post game and audio from yesterday, and I was able to tell the difference and split it up. So so we got, but we got stuff. We basically got a lot of the Houston stuff from yesterday. In am I am yeah, I accurate yeah, on that? Yeah, okay. we yeah. Okay. So we have some Holt Nailers. We have some Jira Wilson. We have some Keaton Mitchell. We have some Gerard Stringer. We have some Chad Stevens and some Chandra Mims, some Malik Fleming, right? Keith Mitchell's the man, by the way. I don't know how you can well, like listen to Keith Mitchell and just say that. Like, uh, never mind. I'm getting too insidey right now. But I get. I I'll go back to all of this. I say. I say the same thing about the losers on the message board who have. And again, I don't read them. I'm I'm sent stuff all the time. If you say anything about me, you want. Doesn't I mean, really, honest to God, doesn't bother me because don't say nothing about me. I'll point at the sky for you. Right, Ben will point at you, gesture. But so I, I don't care. I, but don't say ugly things about Cy Seymour. The man's a saint, and so that that urge that irritates me. So if you have a problem with either Cy Seymour or Keaton Mitchell, I want nothing to do with you because that is a you problem. You are you've got real problems if you don't like those two. Right? Yeah, absolutely. You're just, I don't know. You're just a miserable human being. You're a miserable human being. You should well probably go outside then. and touch some grass. Look at, what What does that mean? It just means they, they just sit inside all day, you know. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Probably still live okay. with their mom. Which is all right. You no, can that, still live with your mom, but, you know, <laughs> just saying. It, it's nice to finally get out on your own when you're 50-something years old and. Are you okay yeah. today? I, I'm I'm sort of wondering if you're all right. I am not okay. I am not okay at all. I uh, <laughs> I, had a, I had to pull everybody's weight around here a little bit earlier. I had to oh, pick here up we all go. everybody's slack. Here we go. The martyr, Ben B. Baby Byram, the martyr. The martyr. I'm the anchor. Situation. No, no, these guys are the anchor. I'm the I'm the ship just trying to stay afloat and keep going. <laughs> so we're gonna talk to some real uh, road. Weary travelers uh, as they make their way out to Provo, Utah. I'm excited about this. And then we've got our Houston huddle coming up later today. Great uh, interview in case you missed it with Coach Houston. It is posted every day on our uh, Twitter page, or excuse me, our website uh, under the uh, Houston huddle podcast. So uh, there's many ways you could consume the Houston huddle uh, situation that we put out there. For uh, 94.3 The Game. It is brought to you by Vital Care of Greenville and HealthWise Pharmacy. I am getting uh, ready, Ben, because the really uh, tough month is uh, November. 
it's what we call changeover month in the uh, or crossover month or something in the business. I, even though I'm I, I'm somewhat in the business, I really don't know what they call it, but I just know it's damn busy because you have football and then you have basketball and it's you know the crossover. I think is what it is called. Change and apparently, there's baseball. Else. I didn't. I, there was baseball over the yeah. weekend. <laughs> yeah, fifteen innings. How about that? So we've got um, we've got a. Uh, uh, just, just looking at the schedule, it's very, very busy coming. And then, you know, people are out on other shows and I'm asked to do those. And it's, so it's just a lot going on, Ben. So you better, you better be on top of it is all I'm telling you. Oh, uh, no, I'm going to be ready. I'm going to be ready to okay. go. Just be on top of it. All right. Uh, let's grab a break. We'll come back. Uh, we'll go ahead and get these guys uh, that are uh, part of the, uh, the, the official ECU truck heading out to Provo, Utah on the phone, and we'll do a pirate report. One gigantic uh, update coming up. We've got our Houston huddle, bottom of the hour. Coordinators speak today along with Coach Houston, so a final word from him and from uh, Donnie Kirkpatrick and uh, also uh, the one and only uh, head coach, or excuse me, uh, defensive coordinator, Blake Harrell, uh, coming up. Got those guys uh Six o'clock today, but you can check that out on our social media. We'll have the audio from that sprinkled in the next couple of days. Okay, uh, a break. We'll come back, do a pirate report for you. Should be a lot of fun. Stay tuned. More of the Patrick Johnson Show is coming up on your flagship home of the ECU Pirates. 94.3, the game. What's happening? I'll tell you what's happening. Log on to our new website, 943thegame.com, for PJ Show podcasts and the latest news on the Pirates. This is happening. Now, back to Patrick Johnson on the flagship station of the ECU Pirates, 94.3 The Game. On the road again. Just can't wait to get on the road again. Life I love is making music with my friends. I can't wait to get on the road again. Road again, going places that I've never been, seeing things that I may never see. Again. We're excited to be watching uh, the ECU equipment truck make its way out to Provo, Utah. They've done an awesome job on uh, Twitter. Uh, at Justine Butts is what you can follow. Uh, they're uh, posting it uh, there. John Fisher and Brandon Folks are uh, driving on this trip. And they are headed out uh, to Provo, Utah. Uh, at last check, they were closing in on the 1,000-mile mark. Who we got on, Ben? Which one? Do we have John with us or Brandon? John. Hey, John. John, how are you, buddy? It's Patrick Johnson here. Good. How are you? Good, man. Uh, how's the road treating you? So far, it's been pretty good. Okay. Where are you guys as we speak to you live here on the radio in Greenville at 514? We are about 10 minutes from um, St. Joseph, Missouri. Somewhere in Missouri, I heard. Where, where did you say again in Missouri? We're about 10 miles outside of St. Joseph. Okay, St. Joseph, Missouri. Now, I understand the Missouri part today has been a little weather challenging. So are you are you through some of that? Or are you dealing with that right now? 
Well, it looks like we've worked through it all. Nice clear skies now, and according to the weather, it seems like it's going to be clear the rest of the trip. Oh, good. All right, John Fisher driving. Uh, he's the main driver out there for the pirate equipment truck. John, is this the furthest run you've made with this equipment truck? Yes, sir. Okay. All right. Sounds far. Well, uh, sounds like he's pretty far out. It, it sounds like a long way. Yes, it sounds like a long way. Yeah. Um, what time? What time did you guys pull out? Give us kind of the uh, synopsis of when you left Greenville and uh, where your travels have taken you so far. I think we pulled out at 8.30 last night. Um, went up and ran through Virginia, West Virginia, Kentucky, and then shot in to Indiana early this morning. Up, got fuel, switched drivers, and then Brandon Polk took it across, and I switched with him about 30 minutes ago. Okay. Um, I got you. John Fisher uh, and uh, Brandon Folks are uh, making the trip. They're driving the pirate equipment truck. How much equipment are you guys, when we say equipment, what are you guys taking? What's, what's our, what are the contents of this 18 wheel? Everything, everything that the team needs for the field, their training equipment, pads, everything. I got you. Are you do you you usually do these runs, John? You're the guy usually behind the wheel on this. This was my first year being so. Okay, but but so far this year you've been the wheel man, right? Yes, sir. Okay, good deal. All right. I've, now, how long have you driven? Um, I drove for about five years before I came off the road. I started working mm-hmm. for Justin and Tim Buck. And I work in the office for him now, and they gave me the opportunity to come out and drive the truck for him. Wow. Hopefully we have a long future doing it. Yeah. Are you excited to kind of be back on the road doing this? Is this kind of a – because, I mean, you do have a deadline, yeah. but it's not like, I guess, if you're out there in an 18-wheeler normally on a, on a deadline kind of thing, right? Yes, sir. In this one, you know, we had a decent amount of time. We're pretty far ahead of schedule of what we – Oh. We're planning on being. Um, this one wasn't as tight as some of the schedules are. So, I got you. To be able to get out and get a different change of scenery. Yeah, no, I understand. Uh, John Fisher with us. They are uh, making their way uh, to Provo, Utah. What is the ETA right now? You say you're ahead of schedule. So, what are you? Are you I guess you'll have to stop somewhere tonight, right? Um, we'll stop in about ten and a half hours. And oh, gosh. drivers again, and we should okay. should touch down in Provo about say five thirty six in the morning. Oh, so you guys are pushing through all night. This is uh, this is one of those deals. Yes, yeah. It, once it leaves the school, it runs nonstop until we we make it to our destination. I got you. Okay, so there's no overnights with this. Okay, uh, as far as stopping or anything all right well no that's awesome no. so then when you guys get to provo I, I assume somebody with their football operations meets you and then do you guys unload then or, or do you wait till the team gets there how does all that kind of work we will unload for them at the hotel and then we will shoot over to byu and be staged so as soon as those young men are land and the equipment team makes it to the stadium they can go ahead and unload and 
get set up. Wow. Now, here's the interesting thing, John. Do you get to go to the games? Yes, sir. Ah, okay. And then when everything's done, you guys load back up, and then you guys take off? Is that how that kind of works? Yeah. Yes, sir. We gotcha. try to get back as soon as we can so they can have their first practice of the week. I understand. Good thing next week's kind of an off week, and you do have the weekend to drive, so that's kind of a good thing. Um, I, I don't know the football team's schedule right off the bat, but I would, I would guess this might end up being an off weekend for them and they'll pick things back up Monday. Uh, that's kind of how they traditionally do things, but you may know that better than me. John Fisher's with us. Uh, ELS Trucking is based out of Kinley. He and Brandon Folks are uh, the two guys are the wheelmen. Let me ask you this. Always Anonymous text line wants to know, uh, and this is a good question from the Always Anonymous text line. Do kids still do the honk the horn motion when you're in an 18-wheeler? Does that no, still happen? On the not as much as they used to. Very, very rare. Nowadays. These kids don't me. know what they're missing. They don't know what they're missing, nope. do they, Ben? That's very upsetting. I used to make my day as a kid when, you know, we'd be on long <laughs> trips and then right. the 18-wheelers next to me and I'd make that motion and they'd do it. I would get all giggly. I would, I would, it would make my whole day. Kids, I loved it. I remember do the, the honk the horn motion. Yeah, do the honk the horn. You guys will accommodate you. Now, John, how you do you feel the... when kids do that? Like when you're yeah. able to honk the horn for the kids, does that make you feel good? Do you like that? Yeah, man, it brings back memories of when I was a kid. There we go. Pay it forward, kids. Yeah, come on. It's building memories. Now, you know what? Now they're all looking. Uh, they're all looking down at their phones. That's what it, or tablets. That's what it is. Now. No, what they're doing is they're running in the streets right now and playing in the streets, trying to find an eighteen wheeler to to get the honk at. Them. Well, I hope. I hope they are. But I'm saying they're in, if they're in the car, that's what the kids are doing. John, can you give us a honk? Can we get a honk? Yes, sir. All right, here we go. Perfect. Oh, that was awesome. See, you see, that is awesome, actually. Do you see what the kids are missing? That's what they're missing. I got excited. Right, John, I love that. No, nah, that kind of got me excited, too. Hey, John, uh, this is awesome. We're follow Now, who's doing the Twitter for you guys? Because they're doing an awesome job. I know this trip is being chronicled. It's under the Justine Butts, at Justine Butts Twitter handle. Yeah. But who's kind of responsible for all of that? That would be Justin Butts himself. Okay. All right. Is he with you guys? Are they with you guys? No, he He's is. with you? No, he will be joining us Thursday. Okay. So do you guys just maybe take the video or whatever and send it to him? Is that how that's going? They get it live from our dash camera and then whatever uh, pictures we get and send it yeah. to him. That's pretty cool. Okay. Well, that uh, Justin's doing a great job. You guys are doing a great job. So it's Justin E. Butts. On uh on the Twitter there at Justin E Butts. Um, hey, great to have you guys on. Uh, this is uh, safe travels, and uh, John, you and Brandon, uh, be safe, and, and let's uh, pull the Pirates onto a victory at uh, Utah and BYU. All right, thank you, Brandon. All right, thank you, buddy. When he honked the horn, I have to admit, I, I got a little, I, I got a little giddy. I, yeah, I got excited for sure. It, it reminded me of being a kid. You see, kids got to, kids got to pay it forward. They got to respect their elders. So one, one little thing that would go a very long way is doing the honk the horn motion at your, your local truckers. I'll tell you what it is, Ben. It's that when if the kids are in a car, going somewhere now, they're in these giant big SUVs now, and they're staring at a tablet. What if I made we a TikTok? We didn't have that. 
TikTok informing them about it, and they're like, oh, that's so cool. I want to make my own TikTok, and then they start doing it. That's still well, kind of, it's not could, the same, though. It's not the same. But if you could get on TikTok and start that movement, I think you should. You could even include the audio clip from this show on that TikTok. Yeah, there you go. I'm a I pretty famous TikToker. I got like 40 followers, you know, my most, I got a thousand views on one TikTok. I don't know what any of that means, but it sounds good. Uh, we no, it's not are good. now go. Okay. Oh, okay. We are going to uh, well, be do better. today's. I think this is a good. This is a good idea on 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 my part for you to do the TikTok. By the way, I don't see you. I'm wondering why I'm not, but that's all right. Oh, okay. Uh, all right, why we'll don't? Fix that. <laughs> ah, there you are. All right. So why don't I was we? In the um... uh, yeah, I don't understand why you were. All right. Let's do the uh, pirate report, shall we? And now, Patrick Johnson with today's Pirate Report on the flagship station of the ECU Pirates, 94.3 The Game. A little bit of this is some uh, post-game from the other night, but it was good stuff. And then we've got uh, some Chandra Mims and Chad Stevens and Malik Fleming. Uh, so we'll just kind of, uh, hip -hop, kind of hop around here and move around on this. Uh, here is uh, Holton Ehlers, cut 18, Ben. Cut 18 on the vast soundbite roster on how his preparation has helped the offense succeed. Um, it, it comes in a lot. Um, honestly, you know, ID and the run calls too is huge for us tonight. Um, they sent a couple corner blitzes where I saw some tendencies um, on film on the back side of it, you know, to, to notify me that a corner blitz was coming. So just little things like that you can pick up on. Uh, maybe it goes to from two-yard run to a 10-yard run, stuff like that. Um, and obviously in the past game, I mean, the receivers just created separation all night. Um, and in the zone spots, they found the good zone spots. And then the line just gave us time to go out there and succeed. Ehlers, of course, was named uh, to the AAC honor roll this week for his performance against Central Florida. Uh, he was asked – what the mint, the win meant, meant that is cut 20. It's huge. You know, I felt really good about it this week. Um, we're, we're a senior led football team. Uh, we got a lot of fifth years here. They've been through a lot of stuff and we've been through a lot of losses versus them too. You know, we hadn't beat them and uh, we took that personal, especially with them going to the big 12 next year. Um, we want to send them off the right way. So um, just, just proud of the guys, man. Uh, we wanted to defend this place. You know, seniors, like I said, we only had two more games here. Um, we wanted to, to make them memorable, so just proud of the guys. It's a good team win tonight. And Ehlers asked uh, if he's ever been part of a, a complete win as the one Saturday night. Not a while. Yeah, I mean, we, we defense had a ton of turnovers. I don't know how many turnovers they actually had, but um, we didn't turn the ball over. Um, we ran the ball good. We threw the ball good. So, I mean, yeah, it was definitely a complete win tonight. All right, Jaira Wilson now, Pirate Safety, who says uh, his interception, uh, was asked about his interception, Shifting the momentum of that game. Uh, yeah, I definitely felt like it was a big shift. Obviously, because we drove, uh, missed the field goal, and then they had like two big plays. Like they were moving the ball quick, so to get the pick and kind of like get things going back our way, I, I think it was definitely big. All right, uh, we have um, more from Jaira Wilson here. Asked about being the best overall performance by ECU since he's been in a Pirate Uni. Oh yes. It feels great. I feel like that's probably like the first time we've like just all three phases just came together and actually played that well since I since I've been here. Uh, I was telling the guys last night like I feel like uh, as a, 
if we play as a complete team, play together, like I don't feel like there's too many people that that can beat that we can beat us. But and we went out there and did that today. All right, uh, a little Keaton Mitchell, Ben. You want to hear some Keaton Mitchell? He's the man. I think uh, we go with all four of the Keaton cuts that we have in the vast sound on the vast soundbite roster here. Uh, Keaton Mitchell, who rushed for 105 yards of the Pirate win, had that dazzling 37-yard run to put it away. Uh, what it meant to beat UCF? Oh, it means a lot. I know uh, it's been a minute since we have beaten uh, UCF. I don't know the last time we beat them, but I know it's a big win. He talked about Holton's performance. Oh, yeah, go ahead, throw it. I ain't know he went. I ain't know he went thirty for thirty six. Nah, that's crazy. But yeah, that's. I like to see that. I like to see the wide receivers eating. The final touchdown and dedicating that to Rajay Harris, which was a very nice gesture. Oh, uh, it felt great. Um, I was asking, do they want me to kneel? But, um, but nah, it felt great. Oh, the four seven. Uh, I'm doing it for him, man. Icy, man. You know, he he wasn't able to finish out the year. You know, I'm always thinking of him. Uh, you know, he keep a smile on his face every day, every time I see him. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Always. You know, as I said, we keep him in the back of our head. Um, every play I'm out there, I'm thinking of him, thinking of his attitude and what he'd be like. So. All right. Uh, and he uh, commented to Keaton on what the win means for the team. And it's confidence moving forward. Uh, it gets us going. Um, we just gotta try not to get the big head. You know, we gotta, we got some good teams down the stretch. So just keep our head high. We know what we gotta do. We just gotta finish off the season. All right. Uh, let's uh, hear a little here from Gerard Stringer, another one of the uh, Pirate uh, safeties. He talked about beating UCF. It means a lot. Uh, we've been losing to them for the past couple of years. So like. To get this win, the way, the way we did it was pretty awesome to us. He also discussed the impact of the early turnovers and that they had on the outcome of the game. Very big. It was very big. Uh, it gave us a lot of juice, a lot of energy, gave everybody energy, our offense energy. So it was very nice to have those four. All right, now to uh, some comments from uh, Chad Stevens, Pirate defensive lineman. He uh, talked about the, uh, I guess, quick turnaround. Certainly not that old Saturday-Thursday turnaround. Or, hell, even worse in the NFL, the Sunday-Thursday turnaround, which I'm still shocked they haven't figured out a way to add a week and, and build some buffer time in there in the NFL. But those guys are also getting paid a ton of money. Anyway, Chad Stevens uh, on the uh, turnaround this week. Yeah, so, um, of course, the game is Friday. So, Coach Houston has just been preaching um to get that win out of our system, it was a great win, a big win for the program. But now we're focused on BYU and trying to go one and zero this week. And the Pirates have been getting more pressure on opposing quarterbacks the last couple of times out. Uh, Coach Harrell has been dicing some things up. We've been doing a lot of movement on the D line, um, and Coach Dallas is always on us, working our hands, working our feet. You know, just trying to get around those big offensive tackles. One of the big additions to the Pirates this year came through the portal, and it was grad uh, student, grad transfer, Chandra Mims, who was at Charleston Southern, and of course uh, traces back to uh, Wes Craven and uh, Vance Burrell. And he says he's happy to be back in Eastern North Carolina. Oh, I definitely get rowdy and dowdy. Um, but it's just, I'm just happy to be back home. The atmosphere is just amazing. So I'm really just happy to be back in Eastern North Carolina.
and he talked about having uh, his family being able to watch uh, him play. Um, it's been good because when we did play, when I was on the opposing side, I had to sign like 40-some tickets. So it's just happy like that I can invite all my family back here and be on the winning side because last team I was there really won't win as much. And then it's just happy to be back here. So Yeah, he was uh, part of that Charleston Southern team who came in and played very, very well last season. Uh, he gives us a quick scout of BYU. Oh, there's some big guys and they're older and uh, they have more disciplined offensive line. But the preparation is still going to be the same. And uh, his brother CJ is playing college football, and uh, Chandre talked about that. Uh, it was kind of shaky at first because he just he used to being that dude, and I told him like your time is coming for sure, and like don't show no intimidation. Like you here for a reason. So I really just trying to tell him like stay positive, and like just know your worth, and like make sure you know like you're welcome here. Like you, you like. Cause you know with the young guys, they understand like, oh man, they they so much better, they're bigger. I'm like, bro, you're here for a reason. Like, you're good. And like, just keep playing, and your time is coming for sure. That's got to be nice for those guys to be able to share a locker room in what is Chandre's last year, and uh, you know, CJ being kind of new on the scene. That's uh, that's a good deal. Um, let's see here, Malik Fleming. Uh, a couple comments from him. Says we're putting things behind us and moving on to BYU. On to Cincinnati. In this case, on to BYU. Uh, usually we have Monday off, but uh, since you know short week, we don't have Monday off. So I just tell my guys, hey, but that in the past, we got to look at BYU now. So focus on it now. Fleming had a big pick against uh, UCF, one of the three that John Reese Plumley threw. No, I got to catch it if it come my way. Because as a defensive back, you don't get many opportunities. So you got to capitalize on those. And he says he is uh, looking forward to the challenge of playing against these uh, bigger physical BYU receivers. Yeah, I do. Because, I mean, at the next level, that's what you're going to see. So I'm, I'm ready for that challenge. And uh, excited to be playing nationally televised game. Definitely, because we want everybody to know that we're the best defense in the nation. All right, there you go. Best defense in the nation. It's a statement. All right, uh, today's Pirate Report. Good one there from the road, a live uh, ten and a half hours. Those guys will be uh, in the uh, fair town of Provo, Utah. And uh, great to hear from all those Pirate players. Uh, coordinators and Coach Houston coming up today, 6 o'clock. Check our social media at 943thegame and 943thegame on uh, Facebook for that. All right, uh, a uh, quick timeout, and uh, no, let's actually go to Ben right now. Ben Byram, then a quick timeout, then we'll have today's Houston Huddle. Here's Ben. Thanks, Patrick. East Carolina head football coach Mike Houston. The Pirates are getting ready for Friday's non-conference contest at BYU. Coach Houston talked about the 4-4 four and four BYU Cougars. Well, I mean, they're an impressive club. I mean, no doubt the quarterback, uh, obviously highly talented and having a, having a very solid year. A couple of his receivers have been in and out of the lineup. Uh, 12 was back uh, the last couple of weeks, and it's obvious that that's a guy that's kind of he feels very comfortable with and is a, a big-time playmaker. But just you know, seeing their skill on offense, uh, you know, big physical offensive line. The two tackles are probably NFL uh, prospects. Uh, you know, defensively big physical front. Ninety-two is 
You know, he's a 265, 270-pound defensive lineman. They play standing up a lot, you know, at the, in, in some of their packages, uh, kind of the way we do Jeremy. ECU takes on BYU in Provo, Utah this Friday with kickoff set for 8 o'clock on ESPN2. You can hear live pregame coverage right here on 94 Through the Game with ECU football legend Terrence Copper and Patrick Johnson for our Bushlight Pirate Game Day countdown. That all comes your way live right here on 94 Through the Game at 4 o'clock. North Wilkesboro Speedway continues to progress forward towards its full revival. The Wilkes County Board of Commissioners has approved a $14 million contract with Shoke Construction to complete upgrades to the historic racetrack. According to NASCAR reporter Bob Pockris, the $14 million will come from the $18 million in funds given to the track by the American Rescue Plan through the state. That announcement continues the positive momentum that has been built ever since the track announced its long-awaited return to racing in November of 2021. The Hurricanes scored late and beat the Canucks 3 2 in Vancouver. The game was tied 1 1 until Sebastian Ajo scored 50 seconds to the third period. They have Carolina 2 1 advantage. Jesper Foss nodded a goal about 30 seconds later to double the lead for Carolina as they cruise to the victory. The team is now 4 1 1 on the season and will look to keep the momentum going on Friday when they host the New York Islanders. The Hornets will hit the hardwood tomorrow night against the Knicks in New York. The team improved to 2 1 on the season after their convincing 17 point win over the Hawks on Sunday. New York is 1-1, one one, falling there 130-106, to dismantling Detroit last week. That's going to do it for your 94 through the game sports update. This 94-3 the game sports update is brought to you by Team Boneyard, an NIL initiative directly supporting part student-athletes. For more information on how to donate, go to teamboneyard.org. On the other side of this quick timeout, we're from Houston with our annual weekly Houston huddle. On the other side of this quick timeout here on the Patrick Johnson Show. Videos, articles, and what's going on in the Pirate Nation. I thought that's what Facebook updates were for. Like and comment on 94.3 The Game's Facebook page right now. More of the Patrick Johnson Show is coming up on 94.3 The Game and 94.3thegame.com. 94.3 The Game is your ECU flagship station. Your ECU Pirates travel to BYU this Friday night. And you can catch all the action right here on the ECU Sports Radio Network. To the end zone, touchdown! Every snap, sack, and score. Brought to you by our pirate partners, TeamBoneyard.org, Moore's Old Time Barbecue, Fantastic Sam's, and Caribsy Restaurant. Off. We are the Pirates of ECU, and we are your home for pirate football. 94-3, the game. It's time to check in with ECU head football coach, Mike Houston. Hey, let's dominate today. As he prepares our Pirates for another big matchup. It's the Houston Huddle. Brought to you by HealthWise Pharmacy and Vital Care of Greenville. Now, here's Patrick Johnson. All right, uh, we're joined every Tuesday by ECU football coach Mike Houston. It is brought to you uh, by Vital Care of Greenville and HealthWise Pharmacy. Here on 94.3 The Game, our Houston Huddle exclusive weekly conversation with the coach of the Pirates, Mike Houston, who joined us uh, earlier this morning live on Talk of the Town on 103.7 WTIB and 96.3. And uh, we congratulated Coach on the resounding Pirate victory over UCF on Saturday. I appreciate it. It's, I'll tell you, that one, that one was good now. It's, it's <laughs> probably as complete of a game as, uh, as we've played since I've been here and, and certainly just... Really great execution by uh, by our kids in all three phases. 
you know, and you you had predicted that the team was ready. I heard you last night talking with Jeff on the uh, radio show over at uh, Logan's Roadhouse. Uh, Jeff was saying that you were uh, last week you'd been very optimistic. So you kind of knew this team had that look in their eye going into that game, didn't you? Well, I thought just coming off of the Memphis win, I really liked the way we prepared all week. Um, just really liked our, our our mental approach to it, and obviously the effort was you know, really there on the field in practice. And, uh, and so I, I felt like we were going to play well. And I don't I don't know that I expected us to go out and, and do that to UCF. I mean, I, UCF's one of the best teams in our league. So, uh, you know, I, I didn't really expect us to go out there and beat them with three touchdowns, but uh, that's what happened. Coach Mike Houston uh, with us uh, here. Coach, congrats on uh, a sensational win. Let me just speak for uh, all alums, all fans. Anytime you can beat UCF, it's a pretty damn good uh Pretty damn good to weekend. So uh, happy about that. Um, let me let me ask you this. I, I want to seize on something you've talked about leading into the game, the final days before last week, and you continue to talk about yesterday. And that's kind of the buy-in from this group. And, and I don't mean, uh, I guess maybe more of the investment might be the, the way to uh, to put it. I mean, these guys have, I don't want to say they finally sort of have figured out, but maybe they've evolved where they're doing a lot of this uh, review and study on their own, and they're reaching out to coaches in the uh, evenings with text messages. I mean, they're kind of digesting film. Uh, wh- where did that kind of board self, and how has it evolved here as the season's gone on? Well, I, I think it's I think it's maturity. I think it's experience, um, and I think it's uh, a winning culture. I think those are the reasons you have it. I mean, it's it, it happens because you know last year even even a little bit the year before uh when we were playing well you had guys that were playing well who were preparing more than other players and you know so it kind of hey you know this is really helping me on game day you know this is and so it just kind of you know when you when you do those things and then you go out and you see the fruits of your labor uh you know it cultivates you know buy-in from other guys and so now we have that you know more of that culture going around with so many guys um, you know, and there's only so many hours we're allowed to have with them during the week. And so that's why the kids, you know, they, we got it where they can watch, you know, practice film on their phones or on their iPads or on their computers or whatever, when they're away from here. And, you know, so they're watching film and they're asking questions. And I just think it, that just cultivates more learning and understanding and more everybody being on the same page. Coach, uh, preparation so key. And, and then this week, uh, you get uh, less of uh, a day because the game is Friday night for the for the coaches to to do their preparation. So I imagine there'll be a lot of that even on the flight out uh, Thursday. But it's also so unique to have a non-conference game, especially one that maybe isn't a regular type of game or a rivalry kind of game this late in the season. So I have to imagine there are some challenges in getting ready for for a team that ECU hasn't seen in a couple of years. Well, I mean, it's it is odd to have um, a non-conference game this late in the year, and uh, especially one that's not against a, a regional rival. And it's just, uh, you know, it, it is what it is. You know, this this game was scheduled a long time before I got the job and before John Gilbert got here, so uh, it's on the docket, uh, and it's going to be a challenging one. So I do think it's uh, there's a lot of adversity this week from a preparation standpoint. There's adversity from you know, having to fly across the other side of the country, but uh, that is what it is. You know, if if we want to get win number six, we got to be able to handle it. And uh, I told our yeah. our players 
yesterday because you know today to us today is Wednesday. Uh, yesterday was Tuesday, and that's the way we kind of talked to our players about it. And I told them, you know, if we had a weak-minded, soft football team, I'd be really concerned about some of these issues. Uh, but uh, I just kind of laid out this is what we got to do, and this is what we're going to encounter. Uh, and, you know, we've built a tough, hard-nosed football team, and so we're going to be able to handle it. And so, uh, you know, I expect us to handle everything well. I expect us to play well Friday night. Um, it's going to be a challenge now. Uh, they're a good football team. They did mm-hmm. not play well last week at Liberty. Uh, it's going to be a 60-some thousand rowdy crowd on a chilly night in Utah, and it's uh, it's going to be one that we'll have to play our best to win. Coach Houston with us this morning uh, after the big win over UCF. Pirates now uh, got five wins. They won more. They're bowl eligible. Coach, I, you know, I know you talk about the character and the maturity of your players, but they are 18 to 21 years old. And I'm wondering, one of the hardest things uh, for kids at that age to handle was a pat on the back. And everybody right now is uh-huh. telling them how great they are. You <laughs> You worried about that? Well, always. I mean, I've got uh, I've got this phrase written on our whiteboard in our team room that I haven't erased all year, and it says rat poison. And I said, you know, I, I just tell them, I said, if you if you eat the rat poison, it, it ain't gonna be good now. So uh, it's just they can't, you know, when things are going good, they can't listen to it, and when things are going bad, they can't listen to it. Uh, and I just really I, I try to impress upon them. I mean, from back in the summer, and this is a message the older kids have heard for a couple of years. It's just you got to focus on the people in that room. And I always, always use the example of, of, of Amanda, my wife. And I said, you know, she thinks, she thinks I'm the best coach in the country. She <laughs> thinks I can't do any wrong. And so I've got to filter everything when I start, you know, I go home and I talk to her, you know, I got to understand that she's not in those meetings. She's not in that room. You know, it's, she lives in, in the world where, you know, she, there's only one coach she knows. So uh, <laughs> it's, you can't listen to uncle Jimmy. You know, who thinks you should be getting the ball every snap. You know, it's it's it it's not it doesn't work like that. I hear you, but uh I think you're a pretty darn good coach too myself. But but you know, I looking at yeah, I can't listen to it now. <laughs> well, you'll keep your head on straight. I'm not worried yeah. about you. I'm worried about uh, that. Uh, you know, I, the way this season has evolved and, 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 you know, looking at your skill players, I mean, you, this has got to be some of the best talent that we've ever seen at East Carolina with these receivers. I, we were talking about, uh, Doug Martin came to the game this weekend. We were sitting up he was watching the game and he was saying, you know, same thing as I've been saying, they, they, there might be three receivers out there on your squad that are going to play in the NFL. And then you've got, uh, Great running backs with uh, Keaton Mitchell and and Gunn, your new freshman, and right. and by the way, I loved uh, I, I love Keaton Mitchell's uh, tribute to uh, to your to your injured running back because he did the forty seven after he scored that last touchdown with his fingers. I thought that was pretty cool too. Right, but you you I mean it, it's it's just unbelievable talent out there on the field, and it just seems like maybe it's all gelling now. Well, and that's that's what you hope. And again, it goes back to exactly what we were just talking about. Um, it's you know, so how does a group like that play the way we did at Tulane? You know, that's that's the thing. It's everybody has to play together. It's got to be team oriented. Uh, you know, and 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 you know, those players they can't listen to people talk about stuff like that because you can't get outside of what you're focused on right now. And what you're focused on right now is. What do I have to do to help my team be successful this week against BYU? Uh, 
that's what our focus was last week. I thought last week we played together as a team as well as we have since I've been here. You know, nobody was worried about who's getting the ball. Nobody was worried about their stats. Nobody was worried about – everybody was worried about what do I need to do, you know, to help our team. And when you do that, all that other stuff takes care of itself. Yep. You know, that stuff cannot be your focus, though. Mm-hmm. Um, because, yeah, I, th- I think we have assembled a roster that has some guys that have some ability. Uh, and they are playing very, very well together right now. Um, and when we are in sync – and we have the right mindset, and we have the right preparation, I think we can beat anybody. Um, And when we're not in sync and we don't prepare the way we need to and our mind is focused on things that are maybe outside of uh, the realm of a team concept, uh, there's there's not anybody that we can't lose to. And that's just – that's very common with a lot of teams, but in particular with this group, I think that's that's the big focus is keeping everybody focused on – what do I need to do to help to, to be the best I can be today and to help my teammates be the best that they can be today? Coach Mike Houston with us. Coach, uh, your offensive line the last two weeks I, I think has been superb, and it all begins there. That group is, is kind of uh, emerged as an iron five to seven, uh, but they have really done a fine job this season. Yeah, I was just, I was very pleased with the way they played the other night. Um, you know, we have our meetings on Sunday, and, and I, I meet with the travel team first and kind of I kind of recap, you know, the game and talk about our team goals and take a look at big plays in the game and stuff like that from a big-picture perspective. And I told them, I said, you know, I said, y- y- we really got after uh, Plumley Saturday night and harassed him, had four sacks, uh, you know, had him on the run all night. I said, really? I said, you know, Holton had time to throw all night long, he only had one sack, and to be honest, that was on him. You know, he 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 scrambled outside the pocket, still stepping up, and uh, and got himself sacked. And so everybody got kind of a laugh out of that because you know we we talk <laughs> about uh, you know Holton Holton's the the franchise. You know, he he can't do much wrong right now. So uh, everybody gets a everybody gets a laugh at uh, at that. But it, it's true. Um, our offensive line played very well. Uh, they gave us the ability to run the football, Keaton Mitchell with another 100-yard game. Um, Holton had time in the pocket, and I'll tell you, Holton is playing very, very well right now, as well as he's played. And, you know, with him having time, uh, you know, he's executing at an extremely high level. I want you to uh, also, if you would, just talk about that defense. Let's brag on that side of the ball a little bit. I mean, they they shut down an offense that had rolled up the week before the second most total yards in a single game in FBS this season. Uh, and uh, I know it ended up being uh, from, from you know, the, on the statistical page at the end of the game, the amount of snaps were even, some of the yards were even, but a lot of that was UCF near the end of the game, uh, uh, right. you know, adding on to some of that. So uh, I, I certainly thought your defense set a tremendous tone for your group early on and it sustained throughout the night. Well, I thought, number one, I thought we had a, a – fantastic game plan you know the coaches really worked hard uh i thought again the players were really dialed into it i mean we we were in tune with them formationally and alignment wise a lot of their tendencies pre-snap and i thought that uh i thought blake did a good job calling the game but i thought the players just executed the game plan you know very very well against a very explosive offense and you know you take that first drive ucf had we had missed the field goal uh, they took it. They drove it down the field. Hit us on. Hit us on a uh, a big pass play. 
and they're in the red zone or just on the fringe of the red zone. Uh, they try to throw the glance route backside into the boundary. Jaira Wilson, formationally, he, he anticipates what's coming, steps in front of the glance route, intercepts the ball, sets up a scoring drive to get us started off, and completely changes the momentum of the ball game. And that happened again and again all night. You know, whether it's Malik Fleming stepping in front of a a, a whole shot down the home sideline, or Julius Wood stripping Plumlee on a quarterback yeah. run, and Jaira recovering. Uh, you know, just time and time again, guys were in the right place because of their preparation. And so, I just really pleased with the way we played. Thought we had great energy, great intensity. Uh, just a very solid performance. Coach, uh, when you talk about being dialed in as we uh, say goodbye to you here, what will be sort of the theme for the group uh, this week as you head out to Provo? Well, I think it's it's handling everything that's going to be challenging to us. And that's, you know, one day less preparation. Uh, I understand they've got one day less also. Uh, you know, three-and-a-half-hour flight across the country. You know, we had to send our equipment out last night. Uh, you know, so you're, 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 you're practicing one less day in pads, which is probably a good thing. Um, you know, handling, you know, Friday night, 60-some thousand, uh, chilly night, uh, a, a very, very talented, big, physical BYU football team that was ranked 12th in the country three weeks ago. Uh, coming off of, you know, getting thumped at Liberty. You know, they've kind of said, you know, kind of staking the ground, this is, this is a game that they have to have. And so – um, you know, we're going we're gonna to have to go in there and play at a very high level and probably play our best game of the season, probably play better than we did last Saturday night uh, in order to come away with a win. Now, I think my players, I'm very confident in them. They're going to be very motivated. They're very focused. They're going to play their tails off Friday night. Coach Houston, thank you so much. Good luck. Safe travels out to Utah and back and uh, exciting stuff. Uh, Sky's the limit for these guys now, I think. Uh, we can crawl right back into the conference uh, race and uh, get a nice bowl game. You guys just keep doing what you're doing. You're doing the right stuff. Yeah, try to get this one this week. Appreciate you guys. All right, thank you, Go Mike. Pirate. Mike Houston there, our Houston huddle here on uh, 94.3 The Game. And uh, it is uh, something we do exclusively for you each and every time uh, – out on Tuesdays, uh, the Houston Huddle, and it is uh, brought to you by HealthWise Pharmacy of uh, Greenville and Vital Care Infusion Services of Greenville. All right, great job today by Ben B. Baby Byram outside of his uh, rocky start. And Lord knows the gesturing and all that, but keep your hands to yourself, Ben. Just keep them down. Uh, we'll be uh, back tomorrow. West Durham, voice of the ACC, college football. Also calls the games for uh, the Falcons. Panthers play there this week, so we'll talk to Wes. Who wants to win the NFC South? Who? Maybe get into a little college hoops as well, uh, chatting with Western. Looking forward to having him back on the show tomorrow. Kind of in season. It's very rare we get uh, Wes in season, so it's pretty good. All right, uh, that'll be tomorrow. Uh, we'll have uh, Jim Zoki Thursday, and, uh, of course, we'll have pregame coverage of ECU-BYU during this time slot on Friday. Looking forward to that. All right, we'll be back tomorrow. 